Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, Illinois heads into the NCAA tournament. Not only as a number one seed, that was no surprise, but in the final AP Top 25, which came out this morning, Illinois is up to number two in the country, and that's... Where they'll stand. That's it. They're the top two team in the U.S. All right, that's Scott Ritchie, our basketball beat writer, our AP Top 25 voter. He'll explain why he has Illinois number two. He'll take you back to Lucas Oil and look ahead to next weekend, also in a much smaller venue in Indianapolis in this week's podcast, Inside Atlanta Basketball. Come back after these messages. Pia Sports Bar and Grill presents Inside Illini Basketball. Pia Sports Bar is the number one Illini sports enthusiast bar in Champaign, hosting bus shuttles to all Illini basketball home games, serving up the best wings, beers, never-ending nachos, and mouth-watering burgers. Come visit Pia Sports Bar and Grill and try our famous Grand Slam burger while watching your favorite game. Pia Sports Bar and Grill is located at 1609 West Springfield Avenue in Champaign. Come be a part of the party at Pia's. Hi, I'm Paul Rudy, CEO of Rudy Wealth Management and host of Paul Rudy's On The Money Radio Show. Every successful investor I've ever met continuously acted on a plan. Every failed investor I've ever met was constantly reacting to current events. If the recent market turmoil is keeping you up at night, maybe it's time you begin to make your investment and spending decisions based upon a retirement income plan. Perhaps it's time for you to listen to the little voice in your head telling you to call Rudy Wealth Management. You'll be happy you did. Rudy Wealth Management, Central Illinois Retirement Specialist, 356-1400. Oh, good morning, everybody. It's a really good Monday morning, better than most Monday mornings. And that's saying something because i got to spend a, a quality 30 minutes with Scott Ritchie. That's a blessing in itself. I mean, always. I'm Jim Rosso, Vice President of News at the News Gazette. That's Scott Ritchie, beat writer for your number one seeded Big Ten Tournament champion Illinois basketball team. How does that sound? Um, A little surreal, just given, I mean, I think I've been on the beat six years now, and I mean, when I started, Illinois was a long way away from from this point. Um, yeah, it's deserved number one seed, deserved Big Ten tournament title. I mean, they showed in Indianapolis just that they're probably playing better than arguably any team in the country, and that's only because you know, Gonzaga finished several days before Illinois, you know, I think even took the court in Indy. And yeah, they're undefeated, but on the West Coast and who's paying attention, they're really good, by the way. But Illinois is hitting its peak at the most opportune time with uh, some more goals, perhaps, to accomplish. All right, hope you followed along with Scott Reggie over in Indianapolis. He'll be headed back that way on Friday, a 12-15 tip against the Drexel Dragons. Perfect. All right. I mean, I would. They're playing at Farmers Coliseum, which is the home of the IUPUI mm-hmm. uh, Jaguars. Uh, I was kind of hoping for Hinkle, 
just to uh well mainly because I've never covered a game at Hinkle and mm-hmm. it'd be cool. But uh and also it's kind of a bummer for Illinois fans. You know, the NCAA is allowing fans at twenty five percent capacity and Illinois is playing in the smallest venue of any, you know, that will be played in, you know, for the tournament. So, you know, a terrific showing from Illinois fans for the Big Ten tournament at Lucasville Stadium. A far fewer number will be able to see the team play, at least in the opening rounds. It will be loud, no doubt about it. Check out our photo galleries at newsgazette.com if you haven't. Spectacular stuff from Robin Schulz. If you didn't follow along on social media this weekend, do it. Colin Likas took us to places where we normally don't go on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. Ed Bond knows all about it. Check out Ed Bond's Twitter account. I love the radio photos. You know that, uh, Scott Rich? No offense to the beat writers, but I like to see what they got coming. It was a, it was like a party at every corner at Lucas Oil. Yeah, and for Sunday's championship game, I mean, the announced crowd was 8,000. That was as many seats were going to be, tickets were going to be sold. Uh, I would argue there were 7,500 Illinois fans and like 500 Ohio State fans, and that might be being generous to the Buckeyes. They're just, it was overwhelmingly Illinois fans in that building, and I mean, you could tell just by the the sheer noise they made. The Chief showed up even, according to one of Robin's photos. Did not know that until I saw the the concourse. uh, Until I saw the photos. Uh, I mean, all right. I don't want to talk about that at all. The lines leading into the stadium were stunning. There was tailgating going on. It was just like it was 2005 all over again. Yeah, because I showed up at Lucas Oil, I guess at noon local time, because that's when the information said we would be able to get in the building. And I had also checked out of my hotel and didn't have anywhere else to go. Um, I think they forgot to take into account daylight savings time because there's no one there, you know, at security to, you know, start the process, let us in. But when I got there, there was a small parking lot across the street from the media entrance. And there was already like this group of four Illinois fans setting up their tailgate for the day. So they were, they were well prepared. Good stuff all around. Um, We'll be putting out a special Tuesday print edition. Hopefully you had a chance to look at the electronic edition that went live last night, celebrating the win. But there's a couple things. There's a print edition tomorrow. Pick it up if you're in town. You can also order that front-page poster, the uh, cool celebration photo from Robin Schulz. Uh, frame that bad boy. Put it in your your man or your woman cave. Mm-hmm. I know Scott Ritchie's got one. Man cave and she shed, I think. Is, is that uh, what it is? All right. Well, it, it'll be a perfect fit. Hopefully we could do that a couple more times this year. You know, that's the first of what I see as in the newspaper industry, three posters, right? Final getting to the final four is your next one. All right. And then of course the big shebang. The national title poster. Yeah, I mean it's certainly a possibility. Like if you look at what Illinois has accomplished just this season so far, I mean, they have more quad one wins, which is sort of how, you know, seeding is determined by the NCAA. And a lot of teams have played quad one games. I mean, that's against, like, depends on essentially against top 50 teams. Um, it's a little more complicated that because it depends on if it's a home game, neutral side, or a road game. But they've been challenged every step of the way. I mean, that's just life in the Big Ten. So the NCAA tournament's like, not going to be anything new. Like, in fact, I mean, all these teams are good, but 
to win the Big Ten Tournament Championship, Illinois had to beat the number five team in the country and the number nine team in the country, and then also another NCAA tournament team before that. So I think they're they're set up to make a run. We'll just have to see what happens. Their their, their quadrant of the bracket is not easy, but like again, they're playing really good basketball. Uh, we'll have brackets in Tuesday's paper. Scott Ritchie's going to fill one out, I think. He doesn't have to make it public, do you? You can fill one out? Or have you? Well, I have. To be honest, like, Selection Sunday is one of my favorite days. But until this year, I hadn't had a team to, like, mm-hmm. cover. that They were in the tournament. So I didn't look at the bracket until this morning, really. It was just there's a lot to do after. A little busy. Yeah. I mean, Illinois post-game Zoom lasted almost 90 minutes, uh, which was longer than... I mean, it was great. Got tons of good stuff, and you know, the Georgie and Kofi show was like a good thirty-minute chunk of that. They were excited, um, but yeah, it's, I didn't really get a chance to look at the bracket until today, and I haven't had time to really study it. I always fill one out. I think this year, more than any year, like literally anything can happen, just because the way the college basketball season is gone. Scott Ritchie, again, headed back to Indianapolis. I'll tell you, we'll figure out our credential situation. It's a little tighter than normal. Um, That's putting it lightly. Yeah. I mean, this is, I was discussing this with Derek Burson, who's the sports information director for Illinois. In a typical season, Illinois will, because each team kind of credentials a group, Illinois will credential like 100 people for the NCAA tournament, mm. at least the last time they made it. Um, there are exactly... Five seats for media per team this year, and that's that's it. That's all that is allowed in the building. Just uh, the the realities, I suppose, of still playing a basketball season in a pandemic that's not quite over yet. All right, Illinois basketball just stays in Indy, right? They're uh, they're in NCAA quarantine. Yeah, how does like that work out? Immediately after Sunday night's game, like they went into testing, and then like a twenty four hour quarantine for the NCAA like mandate and. Then yeah, they they're just sticking around until maybe you know the first week of April. Um, it, they're going to use the convention center there in downtown Indy for you know practice like just a kind of a jumbo practice facility. Uh, have we understand at least like a dozen courts laid out. Every team will have a meeting room, so you know they don't have to hardly leave downtown, and they they won't they can't actually. It's either to the convention center for practice or on the bus to whatever mm-hmm. venue for the games and otherwise it's pretty much locked down what hotel are they staying in are you are you aware of that um i i don't know okay. i drove past their buses every day to lucas oil stadium but i didn't like look out the window to see which hotel they're in front of well are you a reporter or not are you just a- well i also you know was driving and texting uh, no, I don't do that. That's I think illegal. <laughs> perfect. Now. Ew, I don't do that. Well, you know, I don't want to get into an accident because I'm sure, like when I'm hauled off in cuffs, you'll still be texting me. It's like, why aren't you covering this game? Well, the beauty you could probably cover from prison this year's NCAA tournament. I mean, if with a little help, as long as I had a right a phone or a computer. I uh, can't wait uh, for that. Again, Lucas Oil Stadium was a very cool setting. The convention center, you know, connects to Lucas Oil. You don't even have to go outside. You can just walk through the hallways if 
Illinois winds up there. That's kind of neat. It's a perfect setting. I say have the NCAA tournament like this every year. I think that's an argument that I don't know who wrote it from the Indy Star, but they said, hey, why don't you do this? From a logistics standpoint, covering a team in Champaign, yeah, sure. I think that's perfect. A, a great idea. Um, but it's there's just something about kind of the traditional format that I, I still like. Just, and, you know, should we ever get back to normal, like an Illinois makes the NCAA tournament again, you know, fingers crossed and all that, I get to go to cool places. All right, Scott Ritchie has a piece of the net around his neck today. That's – oh, no, that's just your your torn Eureka Bobcats shirt or whatever the Eureka's nickname was. Hornets. Hornets, sorry. <laughs> Allow me to take some offense. <laughs> uh, it was a neat scene afterward. Players uh, going up. Oh, wait, wait, breaking news in the podcast. Uh, the last AP Top 25 poll of the year has been released. A little late today, by the way, AP. Um, Illinois, number two. Number two in the nation. That's where they will finish. This is the last. Is Scott Ritchie, a voting, voting member of that AP. You had Illinois number two. In your ballot? I did. All right, so that fits. Yeah, and it's a very slim margin over Baylor and number three, who dropped the one spot. Um, Illinois with 1,415 points, Baylor with 1,397. So very close, and that that's, that makes sense. I mean, Baylor's 22-2, and two, but I mean, they lost in the Big Ten tournament, semifinals, Oklahoma State, and Illinois has just been on an absolute tear, like, it's a deserved spot, even though they have four more losses than Baylor, and obviously one of those was to Baylor. But with the AP poll, it's it's a tough mix sometimes to get an accurate picture of where teams are now and like the entire season as a whole. Um, so you have to try to balance those two things. And for Illinois, and they've won like 13 of their last 14 games and four at least we're against top 10 teams in the country. I mean, that's it's kind of a, a big deal. All right, number two in the AP poll, um, Scott Ritchie, uh, again, voting. Uh, anybody ever think about putting him number one? I know Gonzaga's unbeaten, but as you said, they weren't entirely impressive in their tournament. Well, yeah, but they've also, you know, won all of their games. Like I, okay. Like people, uh, I don't, it's, just, it's weird. Like with Gonzaga, it's like as soon as it hits West Coast Conference time, it's like, oh, Gonzaga doesn't play anybody. Well, they played a really tough non-conference schedule and beat everybody. And okay, it's no respect for the Zags. And I'm just I'm carrying the water now for for Paul Klee in the okay. News Gazette offices. All right, uh, the brackets came out. you you said you didn't study them till this morning, Scott Ritchie. Um, you slept in, I've been told, by my sources at your apartment complex. Well, by my Twitter. Oh, well, maybe I know your neighbors. Well, I'd... Maybe I am keeping an eye out for you. I know you have groupies. I'm trying to keep you away from those. Yeah, didn't mean focus. to. Um, give, give Ed Bond a little shout-out here. If he had not texted to make sure we were still recording the podcast at the regular time this morning, I might still be home asleep. Because the alarm went off, and I turned it off, and then proceeded to uh to go back to sleep for almost three more hours i like the midwest region i like that they 
you know, they, they do this on purpose, of course, right? Don't doubt that you knew Loyola would be playing Illinois round two. <laughs> I know well, they got to get past their first round game, but. And Georgia Tech is I know, on I know. burner. Um, it's all theater because right. Michigan State and UCLA play in a first four game. Yeah, that's I mean, great. You got but, Oklahoma State uh, looming, former one year one year stop for the Underwoods. Yeah, I mean that's like Oklahoma State as a four like blew me away because mm-hmm. I have Oklahoma State number six on my ballot, and they've been terrific down the stretch. I mean, I mean they lost in the Big Ten, the Big Twelve championship game to Texas, but um, they beat. At the end of the regular season, and like then the fir- their first game, they beat Baylor in the Big Twelve tournament. But they beat six top twenty-five teams in nineteen days, which I think you know, only I think Illinois has since matched it at this point. But like they're real playing really well. I mean, it's a po- the Sweet Sixteen matchup there maybe with Illinois is is something. But also Oklahoma State should have been at least a three. I mean, come on. I like West Virginia, good friend Bob Huggins. Yeah, and you know I don't like Houston one bit. They're not getting <laughs> out of there. Um, that was a great number two to have in the Illinois bracket, I would say. I mean, Houston's obviously better than you give them credit for, but uh, Houston is Rutgers. Uh, Rutgers also in the Midwest right. region. Two of the two peas in a pod. Houston and Rutgers could play in the second round. Yeah, yeah there's all I can't tell the difference. From a stylistic standpoint, not necessarily wrong. Um, but, yeah, like, really interesting region for Illinois, uh, including, I mean, Syracuse worked its way into the tournament, and, you know, one of their best players is Alan Griffin. So there's always the chance, maybe, down the road that he plays against his former team. That'd be something. But, yeah, lots of storylines available in in the Midwest region, which is nice. Of course there's then there's Drexel. I mean Who? Can, can you name Drexel's nickname? Bruiser Flint once coached there. He did. That's what I know about Drexel. <laughs> uh, uh Bruiser Flint is no longer coach there. Their coach is someone named Zach Spiker who I've never heard of in my life. But Drexel Dragons, which is I like the alliteration and Dragons is nice. Drexel finished sixth in the CAA regular season, then won the tournament championship, obviously. Uh, the one thing I'd like to point out about Drexel, just as I've started to sort of look into them a little bit, they've got some size. Um, just kind of across the board. Not, I mean, those seven-footers, but their best player is a 6'2 guard, but then they've got 6'8 forward, 6'9 forward, and then two 6'6 wings. That's essentially... You know, their rotation. At least it's their starting five. Um, so there's some length there. But you know, Illinois is playing some of the best defense in the country right now. Um, in fact, ranked top five in defensive efficiency. So, you know, they've got defenders that can handle that. I mean, DeMonte Williams is 6'3", seven-foot wingspan. Iowa's got some good length. Trent will just have to, you know, use his speed and quickness as he always does. But it's it's one thing to, to kind of look at with Drexel. It's like it's a rangy team. It'll be interesting to see kind of how Illinois handles that. All right. Uh, any kind of uh, what caught your eye most 
in the post game last night. He said they were zooming for ninety minutes. Um. Well, just from final buzzer to to zoom, the one thing I will not forget is like Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren was introduced. He said a few words. I didn't hear any of them because he was booed mercilessly by the Illinois fans. Like, it was unreal how much they booed him. Apparently, they're still maybe a little upset about the Big Ten regular season title. Because I, I honestly don't know what Kevin Warren said. I don't know if he knows. It was so loud. But then, yeah, that sort of an interesting moment of the quote-unquote celebration. But, like, the fact that Iowa was on top of the ladder getting ready to cut down you know, the net when Illinois was announced as the number one seed, that was really kind of a poignant moment for the program. Um, Trent Frazier got up there first, got his piece, and then that was funny. It was like he had to help Andre Corbello tie a little piece of the net onto his hat. I was like, you know, the senior guard uh, assisting the, the freshman once again. Um, then the post game, it was the Georgie and Kofi show was – Something and Georgie just putting his whole family on blast. It was, it was like maybe midnight, one a.m. in Vienna, where his mom and his brother live, and like Georgie was wouldn't say how much his mom had to drink, but apparently she was enjoying herself. And um, then he said that you know, his family obviously watches every game, and they may or may not be streaming it legally uh, in in Austria. Well, like those two, they did their post game together. Um, like their roommates, they gave out their address. Like Georgie let everyone know where they live multiple times. Like which, like where they live, and also their apartment number. So party um, at Georgie and Kofi's place, I guess after the season. Um, yeah, it was a pretty uh, light-hearted post game zoom. Hey, we went over to the, uh, speaking of parties, alma mater had quite a mob of students. It's kind of good to see. Uh, there's a video at newsgazette.com if you want to check out the the revelry. Yeah, kind of. Some of see. it masked. Yeah, I was going to say. Um, I mean, I get that cases are going down and we're approaching a better place in the pandemic, but it's still happening. People like just, if you're going to do stupid things like that, wear a mask at least. I mean... Try. Laron Black was out there amongst the revelers with a mask. Well, good for Laron. Yeah, uh, Anthony Zill's caught up with him. He's going to have a story about pursuing a master's degree here on campus. Neat to see, as you said. Yeah, and Laron was the recipient of uh, the scholarship that uh, Lou Henson's former a uh, group of Lou Henson's former players put together to you know make sure he could finish you know his studies so that it's good that he's coming back to do that all right what's the week uh, for you like scott ritchie besides your normal morning calisthenics well i mean your jog the, around Savoy. this is the first ncaa tournament i've ever covered and it's going to be kind of a bummer in a way i mean there's nothing about it is normal like usually you know there's just all kinds of new access for these teams because it's under the NCAA's umbrella now, and they open the doors a little bit wider. Uh, are, those doors are closed, and everything will be on Zoom uh, again. I'm tired of Zoom. But, uh, yeah, it, so we'll have at least one Zoom call with Brad Underwood and 
I imagine, a handful of players this week. And then thankfully I'll have one of the five seats at Farmers Coliseum for Friday afternoon's game uh, against Drexel. So I'll head back over to Indy, make that trip for the first of what could be multiple times again for the next few weeks and uh, provide a comprehensive coverage. Indy, almost a suburb of Champaign at this point. Well, I mean, it's still not. It's a different state, but it's a it's an easy drive. How about that? One I think I can make blindfolded at this point. A couple things before you get out of here. Uh, any recruiting boost yet from all this notoriety? Like immediate recruiting boost? Yeah, I needed someone commit this morning. Well, no. Like Namari Burnett. That that didn't happen. Okay. I mean, I think Namari is still waiting like to make sure – Hundred percent that Io DeSumo will indeed pursue his next basketball goals in the NBA because um, those are the minutes he wants. The minutes he didn't get at Texas Tech apparently that went to Mac McClung instead. Um, so no immediate boost, but like Illinois is going to be able to raise a legitimate banner now. I, I think they were planning on raising a, a banner that most of the Big Ten would have scoffed at and maybe used against them recruiting-wise. It's like, look what they're doing. Like They won the most games in 2020-21, but they weren't actually champions. Now they can raise a Big Ten tourney title champ banner, maybe another one down the road. That'll help. And, I mean, finishing number two in the final AP poll, I mean, that'll be on a recruiting graphic somewhere You know about how good this season has been and potentially still could be. Do you reward Underwood besides his normal perks that he gets with the Big Ten Championship and so on? That was in Sunday's News Gazette. Do you do you say, "Hey, let's talk extension"? Probably. Okay. When do you do that? I mean, after the season's over. Okay. Nobody's going to be knocking on his door. I see Indiana needs a coach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, one, like, who's going to? actually want to take that job because i mean it's in theory a good job but then you have to deal with indiana basketball fans wow i mean really indiana fired tom Crean despite his winning because he didn't recruit kids from indiana and they went elsewhere archie miller recruited kids from indiana didn't win gets fired there's no pleasing those people i'm sorry was did i see tom Crean in the final four did i miss that year (laughs) those those banners that hang at assembly hall have warped the brain of every indiana fan like they they expect that to happen every year and i mean guess what it's not bob knight's not walking through that door brad stevens i you i think that's the that's the dream now that archie's out the door with uh you know, and ten million dollars richer because they had to pay that buyout. That's the position. That, but the talk of the the tournament will, well, right or wrong, be uh, partly on Indiana basketball, and that's what makes that position still a coveted one. I mean, yeah, I mean it's a Big Ten job, and it's not Penn State in the Big Ten job. So yeah, there'll be interest, but like, you've got to really want it to take it because. Odds are you'll wind up being miserable. But I, I think Brad Underwood is perhaps here to stay. And Josh, well, Josh Woman will do what he has to do to make that happen as well. 
Good morning, Alina Nation, 6 a.m. Every morning, AlinaHQ.com. Today, uh, a lot of national types weighing in on Illinois, including a weird one. Yeah, uh, I mean, Wally Serbiak, I mean, former NCAA tournament hero, he had his, his moment. Uh, mostly does Knicks broadcast, New York Knicks broadcast. Is involved in like a weekly show on CBS Sports Network for college basketball. Not sure he had seen Illinois play until yesterday, would be my guess. Said that he didn't like kind of how Io DeSumo played down the stretch of the Big Ten tournament title game. Maybe that last shot that Io took for his potential game winner. Not a great shot, I'll be honest, but that ball is going to be in his hands regardless. And said that Illinois might have some chemistry issues um, in moving forward in the NCAA tournament. He was he's he picked Illinois as the first number one seed to to fall, um, and like he said, you know, maybe against Oklahoma State in the Sweet Sixteen. That's a reasonable take. Oklahoma State is good, but the chemistry issues thing I was like, how clueless are you? Like this team, I mean, that's the least concern for this team. I mean, it just sort of boggled my mind when I saw that when I got home last night from Indy. Uh, hot take from Molly Serbiak and. In most cases, hot takes are trash. Scott Ritchie is not trash. I don't care what people here in the newsroom say. All right? I'm just coming out and supporting you. Good thing I work at the Savoy Bureau most of the week. Your final power poll of the season. We're going to cut it off after this week. Maybe we'll extend it. Well, most outstanding player of the Big Ten tournament, Iodasumu, back in his number one spot. Kofi Coburn, going be back to being Kofi Coburn again, number two. And then for maybe saving the game against Ohio State when, when Kofi went to the bench with foul trouble in the second half, Georgie Pajanishvili scored 10 straight points, assisted on the next bucket for an Andre Capello jumper. Like, I don't know that if he doesn't do that. Like, Ohio State was getting hot. Dwayne Washington was going off. If Georgie's not there to kind of keep things afloat, that game could have gone differently. So Georgie gets the number three spot for this week. With I mean, obviously Andre Cabello's got you know right on his heels. All right, go ahead and congratulate Georgie at his apartment. We now know where he lives. Might not be there for a while, but well, leave him he, a note. Put a uh, put a post-it note on his door. I sort of already assume that's happened. So. <laughs> Uh, although maybe I'm hoping that there's better security at the the front door for where the entire Illinois basketball team lives. All right, Scott Ritchie, I appreciate it. Uh, we will check in with you next Monday after two more wins. We'll talk Sweet 16, all that good stuff. Sound good? Well, you know, Illinois got to make that happen first. Confidence is high. I watched UMBC beat Virginia in the first round. It's happened now. The seal is broken. I don't think it will with Drexel, but, you know, you never say never. All right, follow along, Richie, on Twitter all week long, and uh, check him out in Indianapolis next weekend. Scotty, we will talk to you next Monday.